Hello, I'm Steve Corbin and welcome to Revelation Health, where we open your eyes to the often confusing world of health and health insurance. It's our goal to provide you with the information you need in a way you can understand to give you the confidence to be a better advocate for you and your family. We are brought to you by the Kingdom Health Group, which is a nonprofit organization whose mission it is to help working families in the Pioneer Valley overcome the financial burden caused by medical debt. Okay, so today we're going to jump in. We're going to talk about um, some preventive care. We're going to kind of do a deep dive into preventive care. Um, so this is the time of year where, you know, I'm kind of on the road doing a lot of um, employee meetings and open enrollment meetings for some of my clients. And the topic of preventive care kept coming into the conversation. There was a lot of questions surrounding it. Uh, and a lot of different things, I think, going on in the industry that I thought I, it made sense to spend an episode to really go into some of the details and touch base on, on some of these things. So as many of you may or may not know, um, preventive care services are covered at no cost to you, the consumer. Uh, once the, One of the provisions of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare um, that was put in place was that there would be no cost share for preventive services. Um, when I say cost share, that means outside of the premiums that you're paying, uh, either directly to the insurance company or via your payroll deductions, outside of those premiums, when you access what's deemed preventive care, you would pay no out-of-pocket expense to that. So on the surface, that seems pretty simple. When we just kind of think of that, we think, you know, overall preventive care, what is preventive care? Um, when we use those terminology, kind of the, the, our mind quickly goes to, oh, my routine physical. Oh, if I'm a female, my routine OBGYN exam, my well woman exam, or if I have children, I have to bring them to the pediatrician, uh, depending on the age, you know, I, if they're younger, they go a couple times a year as we get older it's once a year so that's that's routine preventive care for most of us we, we think of it that way um, and yeah that i mean that's that is routine preventive care but there are other things associated with those visits that are deemed routine and preventive there's actually a uh what's it's a u.s preventive services task force uh it's a kind of like a, a wing of the government we'll say um, and what they do is they actually maintain a list of re a regular list of recommended services that are uh, what they call ACA compliant services. So under this U.S. Preventive Service Task Force, again, they put together this list and it's not a one and done list. When the Affordable Care Act came out approximately 10 years ago, they didn't have a list and say, this is it. This is all it's going to be. It's not going to change. Understanding that it is kind of a living document and that's what this task force is put together for, is to consider what's going on, review things that are uh, appropriate, and add them to the schedule, so to speak, that would be considered preventive in nature. Now, anything on this list, which if you went out and you Googled, you know, U.S. Preventive Services Task Force, it would be there. And what I can do is I can include a link to that site in the in the podcast as well for you guys to review and go to it and again i can't i mean for me to give just a pdf of it because it is a living document and it can change on on a regular basis i didn't want to go in and just put something memorials just a point in time because actually when you go to that website you're going to see that 
there's mul- there's two lists. There's an there's an enforce list, and then there's a list of things they're working on, because it, it it's a process. They can't just kind of come to the table and say, oh, guess what? Um, elbow surgery is now preventive in nature. No, it is a process that goes in place. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because in the industry. Um, and we've talked about it in the past regarding billing errors and coding errors and things of this nature. Uh, but there is, I won't call it epidemic, but there's there's been a lot of this going on with things that are considered preventive in nature. And sometimes these aren't super expensive, so they fly under the radar. Uh, one example that I'm going to use, and I always like to use examples that kind of happen to me because just like everybody else, you know, I'm in the industry, but I'm also a healthcare consumer. So, you know, I'm going for my routine preventive care and, and I'm doing things that I, that I should be doing here and, you know, doing things I shouldn't be doing as well, but you know, we're all human. But when I go for my preventive care, typically my doctor, I'll make my appointment. I have a good relationship with my primary care physician. So I'll make my appointment and then via my portal or he'll send me an email or even somebody will give me a call and just say, Hey, listen, Steve, before you come in for your appointment, would like for you to go get your your cholesterol screening and your blood sugar screening, and there's a maybe you know they're all there's an age appropriate schedule that's ba- you know that this preventive services task force puts together. So based on my age, there's going to be a couple tests I'm going to have to get. So you know probably a week or two before my routine physical, I'll go get the lab work done so he has it and we can review it when we're sitting there in, in the meeting in the uh, in the appointment. But what happens sometimes is when they submit the paperwork for that lab work, and typically it's somebody in the back office doing it with you know via the computer, they don't always make the notation that it's considered preventive in nature. So what happened to me, and this actually happened twice, is all of a sudden, you know, a couple months later, you get a bill in from the lab and it's it's not huge. Maybe it's $30, $40. It's a $25 copay. If lab services are a deductible expense for you, so if non-routine lab is a deductible expense, you could be seeing maybe an $100, $110, $120. You know, give or take. It's, it all depends on what plan you're on and, and what the level of coverage is. Um, but nonetheless, that bill is going to come in. It's not going to be astronomical, and sometimes we just pay it. You know, oh, I, I forgot what that lab work was even for. I'm just going to pay it. And so kind of what I've been telling folks is unless you're just 100% sure that you have to pay the bill, don't pay it. Question it. First place I would do, especially in a situation like this, the first thing I did was I called up the uh, the billing office and said, hey, yeah, I got this bill in for this lab work, but it was, um, it was part of my preventive visit. And then, you know, it was, a, again, it was a super easy conversation. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Corbin. Um, you know, the, when the provider sent it through to us, it didn't note that it was preventive in nature. We're going to take care of it. Easy, right? It may not be as easy for you. So you may actually have to have a call into the insurance company and have a couple of different conversations, but just perform your due diligence. Because it, again, in, in that situation that I'm bringing up, it may not be something that's a, a lot of money out of your pocket, uh, but it could be. So one of the situations where it could be a lot out of your pocket, and we're going to talk about it because this comes up a ton in conversations that I have with individuals is routine colonoscopies. And the reason why this comes up a ton is because a routine colonoscopy at no cost versus a diagnostic colonoscopy, which is 
typically with most plans today, a deductible expense, that could be the difference of a thousand dollars out of your pocket, right? So this is a larger expense. It's going to, it's going to raise a little more eyebrows. You're going to be a little more attuned to that bill when it comes in, but it's not always incorrect when you get that bill. And the reason behind that is because a routine colonoscopy can become a diagnostic colonoscopy while you're undergoing the colonoscopy. And so I'm just going to tell you kind of the, the typical way it's handled. And then we'll get into some specifics. We'll touch, I'm going to touch on one, how one carrier handles it because I really think that they're, they're doing this the right way because uh, they're focusing on, on the consumer, which is you. But let's rewind. So my doctor diagnoses, not diagnoses me during, I'm 50 years old, right? Steve's going to have to get a colonoscopy this year. Nothing, no family history, nothing going on. It's just, it's my time. So my doctor says, all right, Steve, you know, here's, here's what you got to do. You got to get, you know, colonoscopy. You got to do all that fun stuff. Those of you that have had one before, you know, you know what it is. Um, so now Steve goes in for his routine colonoscopy again. I'm thinking it's routine, nothing, nothing going on. So the thing is with the colonoscopy is one of the, it's, it's the only cancer screening that can actually detect, remove and treat cancer all in the same, at the same time. So Steve goes in what he thinks is his routine colonoscopy, but while the doctors are doing what they're doing, they notice some polyps. So now all of a sudden they're in there, the colonoscopy, the technology allows them to, while they're there, remove those polyps so that they can biopsy them and make sure that they're, check whether they're um, malignant or benign, whether or not they're, they're cancerous or non-cancerous. The moment they detect that there is polyps in there, it no longer is a routine colonoscopy. So while you're sedated, your routine colonoscopy has now become a diagnostic colonoscopy, thus triggering what could be an out-of-pocket expense to you. So I bring this up just because I think awareness is huge. It's a huge part of what I'm trying to, to relay here and understanding. So when you do come into a situation like this, it, it you may think it's going to be routine, but then you're good, you are going to get a bill for it. It's not wrong per se. It's not a billing error. And quite frankly, the removal of the polyps and the early detection of colon cancer can save your life. So at the end of the day, it's not problematic that they're doing this. I don't think it's, it's an issue. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I think you need to know that so that you can be prepared. You know, one of our last episodes, we started talking about flexible spending accounts. This is where having that, that healthcare budget, that, that healthcare safety net comes into play. This is unexpected. You didn't realize that you were going to have potentially a thousand dollar expense. You just thought you were having a routine colonoscopy this year. So you planned thinking that that was going to be the case. This is where having that healthcare safety net is important and having the ability to kind of come into this situation that you thought was going to be preventive and now it's diagnostic and now you have an out-of-pocket expense. Um, you're coming in this with from a level of preparedness um, because again, it's not anything that's wrong. Now, I did tell you I was going to share uh, a situation where there's a there's a current carrier and I believe they're still handling it this way and I think it's I think it's a good thing because it really is consumer friendly. It's um it's taking that next step and kind of doing what's right, in my opinion. 
Uh, and out here in Health New England, Western Massachusetts, Health New England is is a, they're kind of a major carrier. Um, and this you know not a commercial for them or anything. But you know if somebody's doing something um, that I think is the right thing to do, I'm going to call them out, give them some kudos on this. Uh, what Health New England does is if you go in for a routine preventive colonoscopy, you you're under the impression that this is routine. You're not planning for that out of pocket expense. If it's part of that routine schedule and it's coded as routine going in, they're going to process that as a routine colonoscopy regardless. So they're not going to change the code, so to speak, if the polyps are detected. Okay. I think that's a great thing to do. I think that's um, a very consumer friendly thing to do. Um, And from a customer service perspective, it's just the right thing. I wish more carriers would take that approach instead of kind of just automatically flipping the switch and saying, oh, now you owe a grand or now you owe two grand or now you owe $250. Uh, I know you were thinking it was going to be nothing, but, you know, here's what it is. You know, it's like kind of going to the auto mechanic to get your tires changed. And next thing you know, they, you know, you got all, you know, brakes and alignments and a new front axle and they say, oh, you know, it needed it. So we're going to kind of go do it too bad. You know, it doesn't always happen that way. But so, yeah, so I mean, that's just kind of what they're doing. And again, for them, if you go in, I mean, not all colonoscopy is going to be routine preventive. If you have family history, they're going to tell you, hey, listen, it's family history. That's not routine preventive, you know, with things like that. So just really wanted to bring that specific because that happens often. Um, the next thing I want to touch base on, and this will be kind of the, the, the closing conversation that we have regarding routine preventive um, because, you know, it, it's, it comes up. Uh, you're going in for your routine physical. And and again, this is not, it's not going to be huge dollar amounts out of your pocket, but it's still something that comes up. And I, I don't want you to not do what I'm going to tell what I'm going to talk about. I just think that it's awareness. So you're not surprised. So you can plan. So I go in for my routine physical every year, uh, having things checked out. And part of that routine physical doctor says, Hey Steve, is everything else? Okay. And I say, ah, you know what, doc, my back's been killing me for the last couple months, you know, and I'm glad you asked. I'm just, I've been having these back problems. Flip the switch. That is no longer a preventive care visit. That is now our diagnostic visit. And if your plan takes a copay for diagnostic primary care physician visits, your visit will now require a copay. So if you didn't pay one on the way in, you're going to get a bill for one. Again, it's not earth shattering. Maybe it's a $40 copay, a $30 copay. Um, but this is all just about awareness because we go in thinking we're going to pay nothing. And now all of a sudden we pay something. And like I said, I don't want you to go into your routine visit and say, we're not going to talk about anything other than I'm just preventive maintenance. We just a quick oil change, so to speak, and good to go. I'm not going to talk about anything else that's going on. No, be open with your, with your primary care physician. You want to have that relationship. You want to have those dialogues. You want to be telling them what's going on. They're the gatekeeper. They're the ones that you're trying to build this relationship with. We had a whole episode. Um, and if you weren't able to, if you haven't listened to it, go back, listen to the, the episode that I recorded about building relationships with your doctors and how important that is and how you can do it. Um, because a piece of that is having these open conversations. Again, I just, I'm not telling you that all of a sudden you're going to have to pay a copay to tell you not to do this. I want you to do it. I just want you to be aware that when you get that bill for a $25, $30 copay, whatever it is for your, you know, a, a, a diagnostic visit with your primary care physician, 
you know, you, you, it's going to, and that's appropriate, you know, so have those conversations. And then any other follow-up appointment or any type of testing or anything associated with that now then actually does become diagnostic in nature because your doctor's working with you trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so that's, again, that's a good thing. I'm not trying to scare you off. I'm not trying to tell you don't do these things. I think it's very important that we have that open dialogue and that conversation with our primary care physicians. And then, uh, as far as that's concerned. So I hope you guys found some value in this conversation today. Again, I think preventive care is extremely important. I think the better we can take care of ourselves, the more that we're aware of what's going on with us, the better we're going to be in the long run. Uh, again, today we just wanted to talk about those little pinch points, we'll call them, where a routine preventive visit or a routine preventive procedure can kind of flip to become diagnostic and thus create an out-of-pocket expense for you. So remember, in a world full of choices, choose kindness. Until next time, I'm Steve Corbin, and this is Revelation Health.